You might remember that last Advent I gave a series of homilies on the topic of forgiveness. And so this year I wanted to put together another series for these weeks leading up to Christmas. And after praying about it for a while and looking at some of the readings that we have coming up, I thought about offering some reflections on several of the names and titles of Jesus. So for instance, this weekend we're going to be reflecting on the title Redeemer. Next week we'll refer we'll reflect on the title Christ. In the third week we'll reflect on the title Lord. And then finally in the fourth week of Advent we'll reflect on the name of Jesus itself. So I think these are four words that we tend to use interchangeably without even really thinking much about it. But when you realize what each of these words uniquely mean, you realize that there's such rich meaning packed into each word. So my hope is that as we reflect on these various names and titles, we're going to more fully appreciate who it is that's resting in that manger on Christmas Day and what it is that he came to accomplish. So we'll begin this week by looking at that word, Redeemer. So we heard this in our first reading today from the prophet Isaiah. We heard the line, You, Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer, you are named forever. And then when you move on to the New Testament, you find several instances where Jesus is referred to as a Redeemer, or as someone who has redeemed us, or who goes about the work of redemption. Now, redeem isn't a word that we tend to use very often in our everyday conversations. So let's take a moment to kind of unpack what exactly that word means. So when I was trying to think about how I use this word in my everyday life, one example that I thought of was in those moments where I have to retell a joke. Okay, so has it ever happened to you that you're trying to tell a joke and then you get distracted or excited and all of a sudden you've messed up the punchline? Right? So you've had a failed attempt and you might say something like, all right, give me another chance. I need to redeem myself. Or you see this in the world of sports. You have two teams facing each other. One team loses. They see the next time they get an opportunity to play that team again, they see that as a chance to redeem themselves. So if you're thinking of those two instances, you realize in both cases you have somebody who's fallen behind in some way, and they're trying to get back to where they were before. Well, that's kind of a way to get us into thinking about that biblical sense of the word redeem. To say that Jesus redeems us is to acknowledge this reality that sin puts us in a debt to God. So we need to think of sin not merely as just breaking a rule, but as something which affects our relationship with God. Sin incurs a debt that we're not able to pay back on our own, which is why Jesus pays the price for our ransom through his death on the cross. His death and his resurrection redeems a fallen human race. He enables us to then be brought back into that communion with God that we had experienced when we were first created, the communion that we had before sin messed things up. And so reflecting on this aspect of redeeming led St. Paul to write in his letter to the Ephesians, in him and through his blood, we have been redeemed and our sins forgiven. 
So immeasurably generous is God's favor to us. So that's kind of like the basic, maybe first layer of that word redeem or redeemer. But I want to take us to the next level because when I learned what else the word redeemer means in scripture, it blew my mind. So I'm hoping the same thing happens with all of us. So in the time of the Old Testament, there was something which in Hebrew was called the goel. Okay, so that's G-O apostrophe E-L. And that's translated into English as a redeemer. So a goel, redeemer, was basically a next of kin. And they had three main responsibilities. Okay? If you had fallen into debt and you needed to sell your property in order to pay back the debt, your goel would be responsible for purchasing the property back for you. Second, if you were in debt and you sold yourself into slavery in order to pay back the debt, your goel would be responsible for buying back your freedom and to set you free from slavery. Finally, if you were ever to be murdered, it was your goel who would have the responsibility of avenging your death. Okay, so the Jewish people operated out of this understanding of having a goel, redeemer, this next of kin who had these responsibilities. And so after they'd gotten used to that, God then encouraged the Jewish people to consider him as being their spiritual goel, their redeemer. And so all the more do we Christians see Jesus as our goel. Because if you go back to those three main responsibilities, when we had fallen into debt and we lost our property, so to speak, in the Garden of Eden, Jesus, our redeemer, paid the debt so that we could have hope for a space in the heavenly paradise. When we became enslaved to the power of sin, Jesus paid the debt so that we could experience liberation. And when sin led to our spiritual death, Jesus avenged our death by putting the power of death to death on the cross. Now we can understand the fuller meaning behind the statement, you, Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer, you are named forever. Okay, so here's the last thing. It's one thing to objectively acknowledge that Jesus is our Redeemer. But Jesus doesn't want us to just throw out that title to him. He doesn't need us to remind him who he is. He knows just fine who he is. What he wants is for us to experience him being our Redeemer. Which is why I want to encourage all of us to experience the power of the Sacrament of Reconciliation sometime in this Advent season before Christmas. I know I'm planning to go in these next couple of weeks. I hope you'll consider doing the same. And as you'll note on the parish calendar and in the bulletin, I'm opening up a lot more time slots throughout the week so that you can find a time that's more convenient for you. And if it's been many years and you can't really remember what you're supposed to do, Don't let the shame hold you back from coming back. The way that I look at it is that if someone is willing to cowboy up and walk through the doors of that confessional, then I'm going to do everything I can on my end to convey the tenderness of God's merciful heart. So friends, Jesus is our Redeemer. But let's not merely call him that without personally experiencing his work of redemption in our hearts. 
Let's bring our sins to him so that we'll be able to say what it is that St. Paul said, that in him and through his blood, we have been redeemed and our sins forgiven. So immeasurably generous is God's favor to us.